Hello, friends. So uh, I just kind of finished the validation system in LiveWire 3, um, which, whatever, it's not like there's no new features or anything. Um, it's just I had to port it over to V3 and rework it and whatever to the new standards of V3's internals, which I've talked about on here about my, you know, kind of extreme goals of single file uh, the single file principle or, you know, trying to co-locate as much code as possible. So, so something like if you were, you know, scouring, scouring, what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. If you're exploring LiveWare V3's code base, the goal is that you want to know about where the validation code is, like every bit of validation code, you should be able to go into one file or actually one folder in this case, go to one folder and it's all in there. And it's completely isolated to that folder. Nothing exists outside of it. That's the goal. Um, and so, yeah, so reworking it, you know, this one, I got to say, like, I just, I basically just took, I did rework it, but I kept the existing test, you know, suite for it or file or whatever. And I kept the existing, a lot of the existing code for it. Cause this is one of those things that it just makes almost no sense for me to do any amount of rewriting because even though like, well, it's not gnarly, like it's, it's decently written code. I don't know, discrete enough methods that are well-named enough, good tests that cover everything. So it is good. It, it's a good system. I guess there's like, maybe like one or two things that I would do a little differently if I were rewriting it now. But anyway, I, I have to remind myself of, of what's important here. And that's like, make sure that the big stuff's taken care of and then get this freaking thing out the door. That's the goal. So don't waste a ton of time rewriting things for rewriting sake. Um, so yeah, so I didn't do that with this one. So a lot of the code has just been ported over, um, but there were like specific fundamental problems that I wanted to solve. And so here's, this is kind of an interesting thing. I think um, if you think about validation in live or you think about validation in a normal Laravel app, in your controller or whatever you call validate if it fails validation a validation exception gets gets thrown from wherever you know you tripped it and then it, it breaks the flow of the rest of the app it gets eventually caught by laravel's exception handler and it has specific ways of dealing with that validation exception where it kind of packages things up you know nicely um and i'm trying to think like I have to refresh myself on how Laravel actually handles validation. If it's like a JSON request, it'll it'll take, you know, in in Laravel's exception handler, it'll take the validation error, get the get the errors from that um the error bag whatever. We don't have to get into those details. Get an array of errors and spit it out as JSON. If it's an HTML request, then I'm trying to think it just automatically redirects back with the validation errors, right? That's how that works, right? Probably, whatever. I think that's how it works. Um, it's been a while since I've written a form like that. <laughs> Sipping coffee. Yeah, coffee today, I know. So in LiveWire, you want the experience to be the same as, you know, if you're on a normal form and you submit the data and there's a validation error, you just see the validation errors appear on that form, right? Well, in LiveWire, you want that same experience, but of course, LiveWire isn't a multi-request situation. So in a LiveWire component, consider that you have a method in your component called save or whatever, and then in that you call validate to do some validation. When you call validate, it will throw that validation exception. But if we just let Val like Laravel handle that, it's going to bust the whole request 
and do something that Livewire's JavaScript doesn't know how to handle. So basically what we need to do is catch that validation exception right above where it's thrown and then basically pull the errors out of that and continue on the Livewire lifecycle of dehydrating a component and rendering the HTML and putting it back onto the page, that kind of thing. So it's different than normal Laravel, where Laravel is just throw an exception and catch it in the same place that you catch all exceptions at the topmost level in Laravel. But in Livewire, it, with validation exceptions, I'm sure there's other examples, when a validation exception is thrown, like I said, it's like if you throw it from a, from a, a Livewire component method, I have to have a try-catch right around the place where I internally call that method. And you might also throw it from a val from a lifecycle hook, like an updated hook or something. And if you do that, then I have to have a try-catch right around the place where I call that lifecycle hook. And whatever, there's other place. If you call it within render, you know, I don't know. Any other place that you do this, I have to make sure that I have a try-catch around that specific place. I can't have like a global live wire try-catch that I catch validation errors. These these errors have to be caught close to the source so that I can not break the rest of the flow and continue executing, basically. So this creates a problem. But the problem is it's hard to adhere to the single file principle that I'm trying to ad adhere to. In LiveWire 2, there's just, you know, like try-catches smattered throughout the code base that specifically catch validation exception, and then they, you know, they do something with it. And to me, that's like, that's the scenario I'm trying to avoid now. I'm trying to not go back to that world where I just put, I just litter concerns all over the place where they need to be. I'm trying to, you know, escape that. And we've talked about that on this podcast. And I walked you through the whole event system that we have now that, I mean, we've always had, but I'm really doubling down on and juicing up um, this event system where you can, you know, just trigger an event from anywhere in the code base and, and register these handlers in your single files and handle these concerns. So I'm trying to think like, how do I do this with this exception handler? Okay, do I add these try catches around the code base in specific places and then trigger an event called like exception or something? And then I can handle that? Okay, well, what about, you know, there's just all sorts of questions. So I'll just tell you what I, what I landed on that I'm pretty happy with. This is with Mitch's help. I paired with Mitch on this. And he came up with a really fun name for it. So when, here's what, I, what we decided to do is basically anytime I make a call to a Livewire component, like you have a Livewire component, you know, that class, your Livewire component. Well, I have, you know, it's instance, an object that I'm calling these methods on in Livewire's internal code base. Well, any place I'm doing that, I'm now going to wrap it up inside of a, basically like a, like a decorator. So I'll have a dedicated class that decorates that component and forwards method calls. So if I call, you know, whatever your if I call save, I'm calling it on the decorator and then it's forwarding that call onto the actual component. And in the place where I forward that call, which is just a magic call method, I'm wrapping it in a try catch. So the try catch is basically, I can have one try catch because basically the, I guess the thing I'm changing all over the place is, is, you know, uh, I forget, I think I just called it wrapped. I think it's a class called wrapped right now. That's just like. I wrap up a component and I make calls on that wrapper and it'll forward them to the underlying component. But it does two things actually. It it puts it in a try catch and then handles the exception. I'll talk about what it does with the handled exception in a second. But it also adds uh, Laravel's method 
binding, like implicit method binding. You know how you can just resolve stuff out of a IOC container as method parameters? Well, that takes a little bit of magic stuff, and this just automatically adds that, and you can just call the method like on the wrapper, just like any method, and it'll automatically resolve all those dependencies in the, the actual you know method that's being called internally. So you following any of this? Um, the exception handler in there, that little try catch, what I do in the catch is I emit an event or trigger an event called exception that you can then listen to from the single file. So that's the scaffolding that's set up in the internals. And now in my support validation single file, I'm listening I have the on exception and then I'm handling that. And I can say if, you know, E is instance of validation exception, then I can do stuff with it. Um, and I guess the fun part, the one little fun bit is, is that, uh, like what, what about you want normal exceptions to just keep being thrown, you know, keep bubbling up through this catch. So you want to rethrow them, but inside, like, what about validation exceptions? I don't want to rethrow them. And Mitch is like, well, you should call that stop propagation, you know, just like an event in, um, in the browser, which I thought was brilliant. So, so there's a, a whatever the function, the, the listener function gets a, gets a little, uh, you know, I don't know, a callback or function, whatever you want to call it, called stop propagation. And you just call that and then it'll stop the propagating of that error and continue execution. So did you follow any of that? I know. Maybe it's a little bit heady, nothing groundbreaking, but I thought it was a nice approach that I'm happy with and is clean and um, and allows me to keep things in the single file despite, you know, this is like, you know, a lot of times it's pretty easy to keep stuff in a single file, but this is one of those ones you know, where I have to have like multiple exception handlers throughout the code base. And that, that was just a hard problem to solve. And I didn't want to just blow past it. And so that's solved. And now I can, you know, in future features, if I need to handle exceptions, I have a hook to do it. And I can just hook into exceptions, check their type. If I want to do something with it, I can pull information out about those exceptions and, you know, do stuff and then stop propagation to continue execution of the code. So I don't know, maybe you thought this was cool. Deep tech one. I'll be seeing you.